This is Heart Talks, a podcast series from Heart Magazine. I'm Bas Blasa, web editor at Heart. This episode is part of a special series in which we talk to artists and art professionals on the occasion of the 39th edition of Art Brussels. Hello, I'm sitting here with Ed Atkins uh, in Dépendance uh, in Brussels. Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to your own gallery show. Thanks very much. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, is this your first time in Brussels? No, no. I, I've, I've done a number of shows here with the same gallery and I've visited friends here and I have lots of friends here and... No, I love it here, actually. It would be a sort of top tier of places I would like to live at some point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, your show? Yes. So it's a 9A4 uh, self-portraits in a kind of red crayon on yellow legal paper and two big uh, ink paintings of ruffled mattresses with sheets on <laughs> yeah drawings yeah recent drawings yeah i mean from this year from from this week from this week <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah yeah they're very they're they're sort of i mean they're not wet actually but metaphorically they're still fresh you know yeah yeah i mean the 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 bulk of the show is uh, self-portraits um which is new for me I've been in most of my work in one way or another. The videos that I make usually involve me performing or using performance capture sort of stuff and then turning myself into an animated surrogate of some kind. And uh, But it's always someone else. It's always a mask, you know. And, of course, a, a drawn representation is still not me. Uh, but it's the first time I've, you know, rather sort of, awkwardly spending a lot of time looking at myself i think yeah did you use a mirror yeah several mirrors actually it was kind of quite a, an erection of mirrors there's some crazy angles yeah. in the drawings yeah. uh, it was one of the things that uh, i noticed <coughs> quite immediately yeah yeah there's a lot of foreshortening and i mean part part of it is the tolerability of looking at oneself or me looking at myself a lot I don't like looking at myself. I'm not, I you know, I avoid mirrors if I can. Uh, and so the kind of clinch was finding angles and spaces that would kind of sufficiently objectify me to, to kind of give attention to as a thing, less a person in a way. Uh, but we're also, it was a very, it was a very eye-opening experience, you know. Uh, it felt very new but also something I'd, I'd sort of wanted to do for a long time i think um and the same with the drawing i think i've been i'm always trying to sort of retrieve <laughs> things that i love doing and somehow make them fit with the kind of whatever i deem as a kind of consistency of my practice in some way and uh for a long time during the pandemic actually i i, I did a lot of drawing mainly on little post-it notes which there's a book now that has these... Right. Is it drawings for children? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
So I would do a drawing every morning for my daughter's lunchbox and just put it in there. And then they kind of, it just happened every day. And uh, I think, yeah, and then somehow this thing with Koenig worked out to do this book of them. But, you know, like the, I think there's a tiny bit of text at the beginning that just sort of contextualizes, but really it's just a collection of, you know, complete sort of free, uh, <laughs> tiny, you know, easily completely thrown away drawings, you know, but it really, it sort of brought back a, a habit and a technique and a, and a kind of freedom, actually, that I was very grateful for, you know. There's so much work and so much kind of process and, uh, and machinery involved in making the videos. There was something, it was lovely to be just doing something so immediate and so kind of unthought through and trusted, you know, as a process. So... So yeah, these these drawings sort of really a, a direct um, descendant of doing all the post-it notes. I mean, they're on they're on sort of office paper, using you know kids' crayons. You know, they're really they're really at home. They're very domestic in a way. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask. Uh, I think you once said that when you're making videos. And when, when you're writing, you're actually sitting behind a screen. Yeah. Your writing also happens on the computer. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything happens there. Yeah. And the drawings might be possibly an escape from that, I'm hearing. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally. Totally. And, you know, they're very... They're kind of, you know, making a video or, or writing, you can't really have any external stimuli. You know, it's very... It's it's very intense and focused, right? You know, and it's not like you can be listening to an audio audio book or something, you know, or, or or listening to music. And it even you know, there's a kind of complete sort of clinch between you and the computer. And so to to draw is to feel a, a real weight lifted in a way in terms of inattention. You know, there's a certain point of just you're just looking and doing. You know, once you've made certain decisions. Uh, it's very freeing and very process oriented, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we can talk about the drawings in more detail. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's how many of them? Six. There's nine, I think. Nine now. Nine, nine of those, and then there's two big sort of mattress. Paintings. The mattress paint. Yeah. yeah. Are those? Are they all in the same? medium of uh so the the drawings are all this sort of red crayon on uh legal paper i think it is it's like yellowy you know whatever notepad yeah i bought an absolute ton of it a while ago and i can't quite remember why i maybe i misordered you know and ended up with sort of reams and reams of this yellow legal paper and i think you know like in a way the you know, they, they come out of a kind of getting rid of any of the worry of making art, in a way. You know, they come out of a kind of convenience, like it's a crayon, it's some paper. There's a real simplification, but also one that kind of um, gets rid of the problem of worrying about what you're doing, in a way. You know? Was that innocence tied to the fact that these are kind of the first true self-portraits in the sense that you're drawing yeah. your own likeness a little bit i mean you know it's sort of clearing the deck to try and 
because I, uh, you know, being honest, I profoundly dislike the way I look, and I don't like looking at myself, or I don't like my body. I don't, you know, it's a real sort of not a very good relationship with 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 myself. Um, but one that is sort of really fed into the kind of tenor and the melancholy and the grotesquerie that's been in my work forever. So to kind of clear the, clear away a lot required also a kind of very literal clearing of just like, okay, so it's just some paper and a mirror and you. And, and, and I bought some sort of kind of cheapo studio lights to get some good shadows and you know, to try and engineer things a little bit. But it took a long time of just looking uh, to try and get the right angle, you know, to try and to try and find myself acceptable as a subject in a way, be, be, you know, before getting to any conceptual or intellectual sort of concept of like what is a self-portrait, you know, because obviously that, that that has to include what you think you look like as well as what you literally look like. So there's a, there's a kind of you know precarity about um, being faithful to the subject, as in me, but also me as a sort of meaty creature with paws and stubble and whatever, and like extraordinarily wayward eyebrows. I, I didn't really know this until I started drawing them and realized they really go out there, you know. Um, anyway, you know, so it was a kind of uh, a clinch between these things. But I think I, at that point, I, I knew that it was a good thing to be doing. And it felt like both productive in terms of my entire whatever discourse I've sort of established around the work, but also as a important thing to do personally somehow, you know, to sort of break some deadlock of hiding a little bit. Um, even though, of course, it's still, you know, the modes of representation, the choices and things are still so specific and unknowable in certain ways. You know, like this is my hand doing this, and that is me, and I'm trying to be slavishly precise about it but also you know so it's it, i don't know it it's complex even though it's the oldest sort of <laughs> form of image making that an artist can do in a way it's like draw yourself you know if in doubt <laughs> right it's a kind of feels almost like a sort of scholastic moment of like i don't know what to draw well just just draw yourself you know but i but but oneself is a wildly complicated thing to encounter and then to try and hold on to how you feel as much as how accurate it is or something. It was tricky, but also a real pleasure, actually, I must say. You know. Or it would oscillate between the joy of like getting it right and also a sort of, um, God, what am I doing? You know, I sort of pulling back all the time. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I was wondering if you would describe your maybe a, the work that you've been making for years also as a kind of yeah self-portrait totally it's it's a term that's floated around a lot for me and um it's sort of it, in a weird way it's sort of inadmissible because of its scope or something or its familiarity it seems you know a bit like a, a word that becomes meaningless by overuse self-portraiture is a sort of okay who cares you know or rather it's not it's not there's no clarity to what that means really but then I, I i've yeah i think 
yeah, in a way, everything is from me. But it's often conspicuously obscured by using a CG model, say, or, yeah, whatever kind of mod model might be a kind of avatar or surrogate for me. But the me is often kind of expressed in ways... I mean, it, it's always been the case for me that the reason I'm using the certain medium and the kind of ways of deferral of self is to access things that I don't think would be available otherwise, right? So if I just film myself, I think there's a collapse that happens. I think if you see my real face, then, or if I see my real, you know, there's so much that's gone and sort of there's a kind of hierarchy of attention. So, we're, you know, using media that is very conspicuously itself, like the insufficiency of the CG kind of thing, that it's never quite good enough, is a great way to defer that final sort of falling back into, oh, it's a guy, you know, whatever, or it's a real person. That kind of artifice, for me, has always been a very productive kind of suspension within which I can then put a lot of other discursive interests and things about the medium itself and about its kind of insufficiency, and then sort of humanizing it through, through its misuse in some ways, you know. And uh, you know, it's not like the drawings are a kind of misuse of paper and pencil or whatever. But I'm but glad you think that way, huh? I'm glad that you think <laughs> yeah, that. No, no, but it, it's still it's still kind of uh, it's it. I, I feel like I've earned it somehow, you know, a little bit, a bit like years and years of this particular thing, and then a kind of. Uh, pulling back a little bit, you know, I I do I do this one performance occasionally, and, and I'll, I'll do it at the Holland Festival this year. But the this it's just me on stage on my own with a microphone and uh, and singing and talking and things, and it's very like conspicuously without artifice. Although part of the whole thing is like that there is no point that is beneath artifice. The entire endeavor is artificial. There is no, you know, there's a chunk in the handout that's kind of about the f the worry about like am i am i me am i am i being truthful or am i lying or am i don't know you know and, and this is very personally i don't ever really have the final handle on what that would be how to know whether i'm you know, like even right now speaking there's a it's a constant improvisation right it's i don't know what's coming out next 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 and it's such a strange and it's a bit like riding a bike if you were to sort of think about how do you ride a bike you'd probably fall off you know it's a bit like how do i operate this being shit but i am the being you know there's this sort of yeah. collapse and I, I that's definitely where i've sat for a long time i think you know there's this i think it's in this handout for the exhibition there's a phrase that stuck with me of like you're sitting in a in a garbage or a compactor or something you're oh I'm, I'm i'm i think i'm pushing doritos into a bin it was in that in that uh <laughs> paragraph i think there's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, of kind of being behind the controls of this yeah machine that's semi-unpredictable that is you yeah and then but that it's a live situation right it's not a strategic although a lot of life you're asked to be you have to plan things and do things right but something as base as like how you treat your body or what you do with it or you know the drugs you put in or the food you eat or any of these things i have a, 
I've always had a very um, fluctuating <laughs> capacity to control myself. You know, I'm an addict of all kinds of things, and I've always been. I don't know why. You know, I've but but the kind of punitive sense of self, the kind of self-loathing, the you know, and I suppose you know mm. to be broader strokes about it. I assume, although I can't know, other people also feel a bit like this. You know, so there's a certain amount of kind of risk involved in confession because anyone might. Say, and I, I have a therapist, and I'm, I'm always asking him, "Is this normal?" You know, <laughs> and I think maybe we all feel like that sometimes. At least it's like what I'm doing is this what other people would do or how other people might feel, and you know, by making certain kinds of works, there's a certain kind of opportunity to publicly confess, but also remain obscure in your singular sort of experience in some way. And in fact, you know, it's an adage in a way, but the being the more specific one is, the more, that's the my only route to, to truth in a way, specificity. It's like, yeah. yes, this is true. <laughs> As in materially, you know, yeah. rather than like, I think I'm right. I don't, I don't know about right and wrong or anything like that, you know. Yeah, the... The return to drawing uh, makes kind of sense, <coughs> put it that way. Yeah, yeah. But I was I also wanted to ask quickly about the why this text with these drawings. Mm. Uh, there's it. Uh, I have a bunch of ideas of, of why. Mm. Uh, it's the associations are uh, are many mm. for me. Um, but maybe just uh, yeah, sure. The question why. Yeah. Well, this it's a sort of ongoing text that I, I really hope to sort of turn into another book at some point. But, you know, it's it's emptied out, you know. Like, stylistically, I was, I'm, I've been obsessed for a very long time with, you know, bad writing chosen to be bad. It is a really weird space, you know. It's the kind of something that risks in a way it relates to irony in some way but it's also the risk of like does he know how to write or is this good but the the meter and the kind of flatness and the the banality of certain kinds of things but also to be factual and and sort of that to me there is a poetics to all of that that's where I want to sit, you know, and I, I really, I don't know, for a long time writing quite purple prose, quite sort of like exuberant, sort of excessive stuff, was this desire to strip back again and to kind of write things that I knew to be true, but that I could still have the joy of like playing with a sentence, just really fucking things around and kind of turning things and feeling like... um it was about control and authorship, but also what's, I mean, the tricky thing is like, who the fuck would want to read this thing? You know, no one, but also uh, it's the kind of thing I would like to read. If someone else wrote this, I would, I would be very happy to read it. But it's, it's obscurity is also in its kind of lack of detail or it's kind of lack of metaphor. But yeah, I mean, there's some very conspicuous things like, 
this is an excerpt from a bigger text, but this chunk particularly is very focused on myself. I mean, and there is a chunk in there that is very much about confronting an image of yourself and how tolerable that might be or not. A very detailed scene yeah. <laughs> of yourself. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And the, the, But the detail is no more nor less interesting than the flatness or something. You know, there's a kind of um, a plateauing of something, I think. It's not finished, you know, it's not a... But I, I it, was just, it was a kind of a, you know, the last couple of weeks of thinking, because I've been writing bits of this bigger text for a long time now and I I sort of thought you know I don't really like press releases I don't really like explaining anything so I, I figured I'd just sort of compound the problem by by adding more stuff you know because I don't I you know I, I have no interest in telling people how to respond to anything or what it's about it's not about anything you know it never is you know there's no aboutness to it it's not a I don't know you know I don't want to explain it I want to talk about it, and this is why this is nice, but it's also, uh, everything is more cumulative. It's not about a kind of like winnowing down to a point of like, ah, okay, I get it now. <laughs> There's nothing to get. It's a, yeah, it's a life, you know, and, and this is a bit of it. It's a glimpse. It's also, you know, like I've been doing it long enough now that I do feel that there is, there's a body of work that I'm sitting on top of that I can now not take for granted, but understand and be like, it's okay to do a show like this, you know, that's kind of elegant and simple and is this these intense little self-portraits, but it's not, not more than that, you know? Anyway, yeah. And how long have you been working on the texts, the larger texts to which this... Uh... On and off, you know, a few years, I guess. You know, but there's the yeah. I don't know. I, I when I finished, I so I I worked with this publisher in London called Fitzcarraldo Editions, and and they put out the last two things that I did, and trying to. But I've been doing a lot of other stuff. You know, I've been working with someone, which is a new thing for me. You know, and I did a play last year with this amazing poet from New York called Steve Zoltansky, and you know, it was an extraordinary experience to make some theatre. You know. Um, but on the sly, still trying to work out what am I doing with literature? And you know, it's my favorite thing to do is to sit and write. But this has been pulling teeth. This has been hard. You know, where previously things can flow and I can feel sort of liberated. This kind of trying to deal with like compressed objects all the time. Each sentence trying to compress it in certain ways or kill it. Or it's a tricky thing. I mean. You know, the stuff that I admire the most in the world are kind of art objects or literature or poetry that has this kind of very late feeling, you know, like, oh, this is so advanced in a way, like that it's sort of wrapped around again to a point of kind of simplicity, um, but that it comes through a kind of a busyness and a, and a, and a life and, But, but but I think yeah I don't know I mean I, this is not it's you know, the text is tricky because I mean the other night like uh, when I first got here someone was saying uh, they made a joke about like should I get you a wrap and a Coke Zero and I was like how do they know that I want these things and I was like oh fuck because I've written them down and it's such a weird moment to be 
to be called out in a way of like, yeah, now you've told us things that we know. And they are true. So it's a weird, like, I don't know. It's very old. You know, it's not a new thing, but it's a new thing for me to feel exposed in a new way. <laughs> yeah, it's like the texts or the excerpts in, in the same way that the drawings are this kind of new yeah. kind of self-portrait, at least as far as things go that you've displayed for a, yeah. for a public. It's, uh, it's also a kind of in some ways more vulnerable yeah. perhaps than uh, but it's also that's kind of vulnerability is all i've got you know <laughs> in a way you know it's sort of or the or rather it's the thing i'm most interested in i mean vulnerability is, is almost too sort of banded around as a term now and i don't really mean it in its sort of virtuous way which i think it, it may be maybe could be construed as, but rather as a sort of, uh, I don't, you know, a sort of bare life in a way. But but I, I find it hard, I suppose I would find it hard to, 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 to detach vulnerability from, from the desire to conjure certain feelings, you know. Like I, I don't know, I, I, I make work for feelings, really, you know, in as broad a sense that that might be. And of course, I talk a lot about, and I have in the past about, you know, very specific sort of media theory in a way. And, but in the end, the thing that I've often thought, that the, the discourse and my capacity to speak about it or whatever is often a cover to sort of smuggle in uh, the stuff that I find very difficult to talk about. So even though this is straightforward in a way, it's still a protective thing for me having to speak about certain things that are unspeakable or are, or are not they're not to do with that in some way they're just how one feels and I'm almost always just trying to have some kind of resonance with the viewer that they might that their feelings might somehow harmonize with mine in some way not be the same but but somehow be empathetic be sort of resonant in some way so it's a risk and of course a lot of people are like you know what are, what are you doing <laughs> whatever or but but i it's it's yeah it's what i it's what i like and it's what i want to do but i think that the sort of you know, i often talk to a friend about like the things i like is, is sort of either extreme amateurism or extreme virtuosity not much in between, you know, not much. And I don't mean mediocrity in some sort of cultural standard-bearing kind of way, but more to do with technique or something, you know. So I often, I'm trying, I'm trying very hard to do something impressive technically, but also something that, it, that sort of sits in some really base moment of a real person, not an artist, not a sort of qualified anything, just a person, and to, to sort of speak to that point. Yeah. Yeah, the the drawings and the text form an, a kind of yeah, complimentary pair there. <laughs> yeah. Um, perhaps. Yeah. I hope I th so. I think that's a wrap. Excellent. <laughs> that was easy. No <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This was an episode of Heart Talks, a podcast series from Heart Magazine. It was recorded and edited by me, Bas Blasse, 
with the help of Marco Lumpies, Ezra Babsky, and Charlotte Bodart. Producer is Kathleen Weitz. The music we used is made by Hicham Shahidi, and the visual for this podcast is designed by Philip Marneff. To find out more, visit our website www.heart-magazine.pe.